1: hello everyone and welcome along to the gantry here at ibrooks as we give you your instant reaction to rangers one aberdeen three my name is craig dennett and joining me tonight from the gantry to look back over what was a dreadful game for rangers and it can have it might have various different ramifications as we go forward Is tommy mcintyre tommy interested just first of all to get your initial views of of the game and, and how it panned out and the day I guess the day itself more than the game now, yeah
0: you've, you give him an easy one there uh, so disappointing all rounds uh, we will get into the game we we'll get into Michael Beale's tenure we we'll get into what it looked like from the from the stands and, and from the fans as well there was obviously a lot of burn there's a lot of emotion um, Michael Beale seemed pretty pretty deflated but a, a little bit kind of bullish as well in the press conference that we've just come from too and you know he expects more time. I don't think the fans expect that. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty cool place, Ibrooks right now, and I think Michael Beale and uh,
1: this team are feeling the chill. Yeah, we've just came out of the Michael Beale press conference and he was actually strangely much more upbeat than he was during the post-match press conference for the Motherwell game, which was strange, I think it's fair to say. It was a bit unexpected from our side as well. Um, he was asked if he felt that... Um, he would be given the time to to um, almost find the solution I think mm. is probably the best way to put it he was asked if, if he would be given the time to do that he said that's other people's decisions not up to him he didn't come across Tommy as a manager that was worried or that was down in the dumps or that was not looking ahead to what is going to be another big week for Rangers with two two away games first away in Cyprus on Thursday and then um, running away in Paisley on Sunday no, you're absolutely right, and you know, time time will tell because you've got
0: tonight, you've got Sunday, and then you've got Monday. And Monday will be a big day. If there's going to be any sort of announcement, you would expect it to be in and around there once conversations have been had in the background. But you're absolutely right, we were, we were sitting there. He felt, well, it certainly sounded like he felt that he was going to get time. And he was talking about the injuries, he was talking about the fact that things just haven't come off. I'm not really sure. I, You sure, know, I'll go all the way with him on some of that stuff. Then he was speaking about well the next run of games we get a chance to turn it around we go uh, go again I think that phrase doesn't particularly resonate well with people actually but he certainly felt the way he's coming across that he was going to get another run of fixtures to get players back and fit and then see where this team can go I'm not entirely sure the fans will go with him though
1: yeah to me the the fans are the fans want about yesterday the fans and I. I too I'm in that space mm. Tommy are uh, you in agreement with that in terms of who you, you feel is I, I think he should have been gone after the Celtic game I potentially thought some of the reaction after that was was potentially over the top now I'm in, I'm in zero doubt that Michael Bull should no longer be the Rangers
0: manager hard to, hard to say anything different to that I think once you lose so much of the fan base and once people say listen we just can't see what you're doing injuries aside and all that People just don't believe in him anymore. Whether that's extended addressing him, I don't know. Uh, but it felt like a, it felt like a goodbye. Yeah, as much as I do like some things about Michael Beale, hard to see how he stays in the dugout at this club. And maybe people should be thinking about the next manager.
1: I think the reaction from the fans today was absolutely telling. Um, when Aberdeen scored their first goal. Even before Aberdeen scored their first goal, Tommy, you turned to me and spoke about how toxic you felt Ibrox was in terms of whenever there was a misplaced pass, whenever there was um, anything went wrong on the pitch, the fans were immediately on top of the players, and that only got worse, and it got really vitriolic actually around us at, at yep. the point that uh, Aberdeen scored their second goal. As, I, as, as soon as um,
0: sorry to interrupt but just to be clear on that as well that's not I mean Ibrusk can be a difficult place we all know that right? anybody who says it's not is, you know, is lying but this team haven't built up any sort of goodwill so those misplaced passes don't become I think at least we're trying we're doing something different it's just a case of you're, you're not finding a pass you're not working hard you're not going into a challenge you're not doing anything up front you're not closing down your man the work rate wasn't particularly coming out either The stands were not going with that team because even in the first six minutes, we played a high line, we were nice round about the box, Lammers looked pretty good, but there's always that tension in the air. Hold on a minute, we've seen this for this team, we don't believe in them. Next thing you know, Aberdeen have scored, booed off at half time, came back out, then it's two, then they're sending off, etc. etc. This team have nowhere to go when it's under the lights and the fans' eyes are on them. And today, under the microscope of that, they were found absolutely wanting. Michael Beale's been found wanting as well.
1: That, that's the honest answer. Yeah, absolutely. In his post match press conference, Michael Beale said that he felt it was unfair that fans booed off his team at half time. What's your view of that one? Well, I need mean, admit, I'm not a massive fan of it, kind of booing off at half time
0: because you see if the team can do something. Do I completely understand it though? Well, of course. You know, First and foremost, I'm a fan as well. I thought Rangers actually in the first half, it's hard to hard to get into that sort of place of the game but I didn't think we were terrible in the
1: first half to be honest I thought I like that that's the that's the yeah, that's point. the standing yeah, that's that, that, the, stand that, that's the base level. we weren't terrible in the first half but,
0: but that's it I mean everything's tainted by the fact that we've, we've been beaten and we're talking about the manager getting exited right I, I get that I thought we were okay in the first half for certain spells particularly those first six minutes then we started from on further back Aberdeen came into it right I'm not saying in any way shape or form that we were good in the first half I'm just saying it, you know I don't think it was necessarily do worthy, um, going one down. But again I go back to the fact this team haven't done anything near enough to get fans to come with them. So do I understand why like, fans are going yeah, they're trying to they're trying to show their displeasure, they're also trying to G the team up, give them something to say remember well, I'm about improving those people wrong.
1: It never happened though. I think the really striking thing for me, Tommy, is that we went in at half-time, uh, we we were discussing do we feel that this team has what it takes to there's still 45 minutes of the game left at this time, bear in mind, and we are asking the question, do we feel this team has what it takes to come back and get a victory? Now, 99 times out of 100 of Rangers games in the past, you would say absolutely. There was zero confidence from anyone at time that we had what it take, took as a team to, to come back and, and score two goals. Is that just a sign of how bad things are at the moment?
0: A sign of how bad this team's been. I mean, the fans can only go... On, we can all only go on what's been in front of us, right? And you think, oh, right, okay, maybe the, the Betis game, not put the great, but that'll be a catalyst. Maybe we'll see a performance. You know, we've had um, clean sheets, back-to-back wins, that type of thing. When are this team going to start to move out of just getting by to then getting the performance that been, we've been told to get? And then you come into the and today, right, okay, I get it, man sending off, a couple of injuries, etc. You know, Ryan Jack, Van injured it. Half time, which is why they came off, according to Michael Beal as well, so he tweaked the system. But seven games in, they've not given us a performance, and so there's nothing to hang on to. The fans have got nowhere to turn, and so they turn around to the man in charge and the players, and they say, what are you doing? When does it get better? When do we turn the corner? Why should we believe? And quite frankly, unfortunately, this team and this management haven't given us anything to believe in, and that's why we're discussing... Another Rangers manager, players not performing, and that's now up to the board to make a, a judgment call either way.
1: Before we uh, come on to the um before we come on to the next, I guess the next steps for Rangers or the next steps for um for the board, Michael you also spoke about the injuries mm. uh, that have taken place or that have uh, that have inflicted or upon Rangers upon his squad. How much of a Excuse is the wrong word, but how much of a a, um, I've for a mitigation? There we go. that's the word I was looking for. There. Yeah. How much of a mitigation does that give Michael? Biel? Well, I'll get
0: the mic right up to my uh, my mouth as well, because I think some people are saying that the audio has not been not been great for them. Um, listen, injuries do take a toll. We we know that, right? And we've had some big players out and you're missing, you know, Danilo, Raskin, Cantwell, and then Jack and Ridvan, etc. going off as well, Kean Dill still on the way back, that that type of thing. But again I go back to when everybody was fit, we still weren't seeing a huge amount of progress. And that, that's maybe the trying to be relatively calm and, and assess the situation. It's been hard to see what Michael be can try to do. It's been hard to see the style of play. It's been hard to get behind certain players. All of those things together, you now find yourself in a place where the fans, and anybody in the comments, anybody watching, right? you, you put in your opinion here, it's really interesting. Is there anybody still out there who says, nah, he can turn that corner, he can do that? I mean, nobody wants to see a Rangers manager sack, right? or certainly no Rangers fans. We all want people to succeed. But where, where does the... I'm interested if anybody's out there One, do they believe they've turned it around? And two, what are they hanging their hat on for?
1: Yeah, I think that's absolutely the case. It'll be really interesting. We do apologise if there's um, some issues with the the mic at at this moment in time. So please bear with us. We are um, obviously talking about Michael Beale, his future with Rangers. The mic's not working because when that
0: third goal went in, I chucked it across the gantry. (laughs) That's why it's crackling. It's all Tommy's fault.
1: So we will... um, I guess next steps are, the, are what we want to talk about um, going forward. Some people were suggesting that the board need to act now, the board need to act tonight. Is that what you expect to happen? Or do you reckon it'll be a delay until Monday? Or do you think they will act at all? Take those questions at a different one. So do I think the board will act? Conversations
0: will go on. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced that they will get rid of Michael Bloom right now, I have to say, given... The emphasis they put on him and the transformation in the summer, etc., and the amount of investment that's been put in. We can discuss net investment uh, whenever we want at a different point. Right? Will there be an announcement tonight? No. If there's going to be any announcement, that that'll be Monday. So i will keep my eyes on that. That's why I said at the start, Monday's the big day. But I'm not. I'm not entirely convinced that this board is ready to pull the trigger on Michael B.
1: That that surprised me. Surprises me, Tommy. To you honest, why? Why don't you think they're they're not ready? Why do you think that they given the the fan feeling that we've had that we've had today, given the, the build up of the criticism from the fans, I heard someone else talk about the fact that James Bisgrove's a money man, he will he will see fans all walking out, he'll see the fans being disillusioned, and he will see effectively money walking out the door. Why do you not think even on that basis alone, if they, even if they think the performances haven't been good, but there's been loads of injuries, so let's give him a chance once he gets all the players back. Why do you think that that um, isn't a decision that they will make at this moment in time?
0: Well, actually, oddly it comes down to numbers as well, and I'm not saying that they won't, right? I'm just saying that they will give it thought in terms of, they have invested in Michael B, they chased him, you know, chased him down after Gio, etc, or you know, depending on how to look at people appearing in stands before Gio would win. Then they've given him what he wants. We can come back to that director of football conversation. But, you know, Michael Biel set out players that he wanted, went and met them. You know, Dessers and Roman and all that type of stuff as well. They've went pretty much all in. So the question there is, do you try and give him a chance to get players back and go, given that he's in the Europa League and all that type of stuff as well? Didn't make a Champions League, I'm not walking past that. Or do you say, right, we're going to change right now and somebody else is going to have to come in and pick up the pieces? That then becomes a conversation of, do you go interim or do you find a full-timer? Who do you go and find? What investment will they want in the summer? Because they'll maybe want to move players on. So actually it becomes a numbers conversation again. I don't disagree with the comments and I don't get, disagree with anybody's um, view of he's forcing you know, people out, the stands were empty at the end, people won't come with this team. But it's the board don't need to look at everything in the round on that. Will he survive more poor performances and poor results? Of course not, right? There comes a moment. I'm just saying right now he's probably still in the the board will maybe give him another another game or two to see if things come right.
1: Yeah, I am firmly of the opinion that the board have to sack Michael Beale today, this weekend at the very least, um Monday if if it comes to it. But he should not be in charge when we go to um, Cyprus on Thursday. I think we, I think we do need a change, and I know you're going to try to grab the mic here. No, it but it's in. just
0: I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be mis- misconceived there, right? I think Michael Beale needs to go.
1: I'm just saying that the board
0: might just take a little bit of a short to medium term view on that before they pull the trigger. I'm definitely not saying that I'm. Unfortunately, I'm no longer buying Michael Beale either. I think it's it's come and gone. And that's it. That's the reason why I was trying to grab a make coffee. I didn't want you to leave me. They
1: are. It just sounded like I was supportive. Completely throw you under the yes. bus. Um, I, In terms of next steps, the reason why I think it has to happen now is because I think this season is still salvageable if we make the change now. I think this season we are seven points behind Celtic in the league. They almost dropped points today. I think they've looked vulnerable at various times as well. Um, I don't think they will go through the whole season unbeaten. Far from it. So the chances are going to be there, but we need to get our own house in order first, and that starts with changing the manager. Um, do, do you think the season is still salvageable if we do make the change now? I
0: thought that was I thought it was Michael Peel popping up behind <laughs> us for a second
1: before it turned round. Uh,
0: well, you're talking about the league being salvageable. I don't know if you're actually talking about the season being salvageable. Uh, those are t- slightly two different things because you've got the league cup.
1: You've got a Europa League running uh, as well, but sorry, Tommy, is is the league not the be all and end all this season? That's fair. Yes, yeah, I agree with you. Do I think it's salvageable?
0: Yeah, I do actually. I'm probably with you. I, I do think there's a chance to call that back, but that would need to be a decision made over this weekend, confirmed on Monday, and then somebody appointed in really short order.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of comments saying that the other people are, I guess, um, of a similar vein of thought that you are in terms of the build the the, field, the board won't sack Bill now. <laughs> Trifle my words there. The the board won't sack Bill now. Um, they've obviously worked with Michael Bill and invested significant amounts of money this season, albeit it's been offset by the sales yep. that we've made from player sales. How much of a factor does that become in terms of the board have backed Michael Bill this summer? but brought, brought in nine players in total so far, eleven out the door. Yeah. Um, how much of a factor does that become because then if a new manager comes in you are back at square one you're back at square one you have to do it all over again there's players Serial Dessers was an example and I'll come on to ask a question about Serial Dessers today but Serial Dessers has three years and eight months left on a contract it's difficult to move a guy out like that especially if there's not necessarily an appetite from anyone else to um, for anyone else to, to buy him so how much of a part of the decision-making process is that? And is that one that fans are maybe missing? Even though I, I I think you're past that stage anyway. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about. right? So I think probably everybody watching us here thinks,
0: right, Michael Bean's run out of the road. It's gone. Right, it's done. He's not going to win everybody back over, right? But if, if you're sitting in the boardroom, it does become a bit of a, right, how do we manage this situation? Do you let them go? Do you have people ready to step in? Again, i duplicating what I said a minute ago. Do you go down an interim route? Somewhere, Green agree, Marty's grabbing shoes, right? But do you do that? Or do you go and say, right, we've got to go full-time and start the process all over again with a new philosophy? I, mean, you know, I see people mentioning Kevin Muskett, whatever, right? Other side of the world. Come back. Look at the players that you've got. What's now achievable for the, the end of the season? Because that's not going to be quite the same thing. And then okay, I want to spend money in January, I want to move people out, we're going to have to take a hit on the balance sheet maybe with that. All of these questions need to be answered before you then say, right, we've let Michael Beal go. Do I think that they need to be answered? Yeah, they have to be having that conversation. But it's not as simple as just saying, right, that's you out the door and then we'll sort sort what's going to happen in in the backgrounds. There needs to be a thought process and that's why I think Monday's the biggest day that we'll we'll be looking at. My
1: next question, I guess, is more around the football structure side of things. There's been a, well, there's plenty of talk recently over the last few years, I guess, around Rangers should have a director of football, um, the manager shouldn't have full control over transfers, the manager should um, should work closely with the director of football. Now, for, not for one second do I think Michael Beale is the only person that has a say in transfers, yeah. and whatever he says goes. I'm not suggesting that for a second. Could this be the moment where we do take that step towards a director of football, and then change the manager, or do you change the manager first and then bring in the director of football? Would you bring in both at the same time? Is that something that the club might be considering? They definitely need to have a, a look at that because, I mean, you make a you make
0: an argument within the question, I suppose, which is we people have got different views about director of football. I think it's a good a good role, and I think a, a club can can utilise that particularly well. We didn't do it with um, Michael Beale coming in. He's been given, like you say, not overall, you know, he says that happens type of scenario, but he's driven it, right? And now you come out the back end of saying, right, do you want to replicate that with a brand new manager? Of course you don't. There has to be some level of continuity. There has to be. And that's. let's not make the mistake of saying because you don't have a director of football, you don't have lists of players and some level of understanding of how you're trying to bring in. But I think on this occasion, it's fair to say that some of those names, some of those players that we're looking at and aren't seeing anything were driven exclusively by Michael Beale's desire. That's maybe the checking challenge that the director of football should bring. I don't think the club can afford to appoint another full-time manager before they do a director of football, or indeed at the same time. In some different scenario, full-time, I'd like to see the structure in place.
1: If there is a managerial change um, one of the comments there just said there's no clear style or philosophy that they will need to change from, um, but to implement their own, which I, I think I'm, I would have to agree with, largely. Um, where do we go? We we said we put out a tweet waiting we in, the, in the press conference for Michael Beale to to come out and speak to us. There was so many names thrown at us as, as, as responses to that. It's unreal. Now. It's not fans' decisions who the next Rangers manager is. Um, a lot of fans wanted Michael Beale. Some didn't, but a lot of fans wanted Michael Beale, um, and that's not worked out. There are um there's a discussion to be had, I think, around the Rangers man situation. Um, a lot of people think that to be to be a successful manager of Rangers, you need to be dyed in the wool Rangers person with a history. You, you could disagree with that. Yeah, I don't agree with that I think I'll take somebody who can do the job and who'll get me
0: results I mean there's maybe certain people that I won't necessarily taking a dugout but I listen if, if they've got a history with the club and they're well thought of with the support I think they get a benefit from that and you know people can say oh, they, they know the they know the club etc and they know the demands but Michael Beale was here he knew the club he knew the demands he you know been through difficult times but also great times in terms of winning, winning the title it's not particularly helped him so I will take competency over being a supporter, right? Because really, that's what that cl- this club needs right now. It's competency. Somebody come in, galvanise the squad, get a style of play that wins matches, get some performances, and start you know motoring again. That that's
1: pretty much it. What do you? I'll, I'll finish on the serial disasters point, but before I get to that, what do you think happens if Michael Beale is in charge on Thursday? If Michael Beale is in charge next weekend and beyond, what do you think? happens, what do you think the fan reaction is, what do you think how much support are people giving the team at that stage Well I think
0: Rangers fans whether they agree with the manager or not will turn up with support, right, we're a a fan base, but there's not a lot of leeway, there's not a lot of good feeling and Michael Beal's now moved completely if he's not already beyond it, right, we know that which is, he's in the borrowed time category you're just waiting for the next bad result waiting for this team to drop the, the ball again he would have to go on an incredible run. This team would have to go on an incredible run, and and win things to bring people back on board. And it would—I mean—an incredible run before from now to post Christmas um, to bring people anywhere back on side. But I—I think people are dispirited enough at this point in time. They're not going to be able to. They'll get behind the badge. I'm not entirely sure they'll get behind any of the players wearing that badge, and certainly not. Sure,
1: they'll get behind the manager who's supported over this. Yeah, it's a it's a big weekend for everyone at Rangers, it's a big weekend for fans, it's a big weekend for the players, it's a big weekend for the board, and it's definitely a big weekend for Michael Beale. Just to, to finish us off on this one, and we'll have plenty of analysis in our um in our Sunday night pod, which Scott Patterson is hosting tomorrow night at uh live at 8.30 pm. Um Serial Dessers today, we spoke at the very start of the game about how it was a big day for Serial Dessers. He was likely our only striking option actually in the game, that he, he was our only striking option outside of Zach Lovelace, who it was, I guess, I, I viewed it as quite harsh to throw him into a game like that in that situation. But I guess the other view is, well, he couldn't really do any worse than Serial Dessers was doing, you felt quite early on in the game that Cyril dessers should have been taken out of the fire Yeah. you you felt quite early on that he was clearly not on it and, he, and the, the reaction he was getting from the, the crowd was not benefiting him in any way it was actually having an adverse effect on him he had a chance very early on in the game to show us exactly what he's made of and he looked it over the bar um, he there's questions over what what quality of service he was getting but he always seemed on his heels he always seemed to be um, he always seemed to be a yard behind the Aberdeen defender yep. what did you make of Cyril Dessers' performance today, what do you make of the fact that he will be leading the line for us, and at least in the next couple of games we, apparently Michael Beale told BBC prior to um, kick-off that uh, Kamar um scan didn't show up anything major which would mean that he May well be back by next weekend. What do you make of serial Dessers and the start at Ibrox? Well, the, the start's been the start's been poor. Um, you know, people throw stats starts happening and stuff like that, but it's
0: been poor. Yeah, I, as you say, I, I was watching him. I'm sure he's trying, you know. And I think uh, maybe Ronald de Boer, who'd said in an interview when he when he joined, he's a confidence player, right? Well, if he's a confidence player, take him off, get him out of the limelight, get him out of the glare because there is zero confidence there. That chance doesn't even look like he's going to hit the target, he plays it over. There was a couple of balls in the box where he doesn't look like he thinks he's going to win it. And there was one where he could have just clattered right through the goalkeeper, sent a message, done something, just backs right off. And I felt felt for the guy, I was watching him at the end as well, he was the last player off the pitch as the team went around to try and at least uh, clap the fans. And to be fair, a couple of the players trying to apologise for the performance, etc., to have John Lundstrom. Was like, there was a lot of kind of love for that type of stuff but the guy's head was down he, he plays with his head down a wee bit as well again, maybe like this entire squad and Michael Beal in general you can't even hang your hat and say, and say it's not coming off for him but we've seen tons of skill or we've seen something there, like Lamels had a, an okayish game, nice wee touches no? I'm not saying he was dynamite but you can see well, there might be, a, might be a player in there somewhere with Dessers it just looks absolutely flat and Yes, injuries are driving it. If it wasn't for injuries, I would say take him out.
1: Actually, quite frankly,
0: I'd say maybe give youth a chance here and just get Dexans out of the limelight for a while and protect him as well, because he's not doing anything in the Rangers, yeah, I think
1: Yeah, um, I think that sums up the situation quite well, and we're in a real pickle, I think, is the, is the nice way to put it, um, with... Our stri- with our strikers and having people who can consistently find the back of the net because that's what we were badly in search of after last season and it does not look like we have found that as yet. I think we'll round off the immediate post-match reaction here um, thank you very much everyone for listening, please remember to subscribe to the TII YouTube channel you'll get a notification every single time we go live, every single time a podcast is scheduled, make sure to join Scott Patterson and the team tomorrow night, Sunday night um, as they will have a they will have had a little bit of time to digest today's performance today's outcome and perhaps any news that might come beyond um, this moment in time and they will be able to discuss that in detail so make sure that you join the guys tomorrow night and until next time goodbye
0: sports social podcast network.